When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, someone fell into the hole of an outhouse while trying to retrieve a phone. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and after I climbed out, I decided that's the last straw. I'm getting indoor plumbing, finally. Yeah, good for you. What was the landline doing out in the latrine? Because I know it couldn't have been a cell. Have you got a cell phone yet? Have you come into the 20th century yet? I have a cell phone. In fact, it just rang as we were beginning, so I literally threw the phone to Tracy, and I hope that was on television, because that would be funny. She made a good catch. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Luca loses, the Leafs blast the knee, and Michael A. Taylor makes a tremendous catch. But we begin today with the Philadelphia 76ers collapsing in the second half last night and losing weekly to Miami by 14 points. After the game, Philadelphia's reserve center, Paul Reed, took to the microphone and he said boldly, quote, honestly, I think we can definitely beat this team, unquote. Wilbon, is that your takeaway? Not at all, Tony. I I mean, with a healthy Joel Embiid in a seven-game series, I I think Philadelphia could win a couple (laughs) of games, perhaps. But with Embiid out for games one and again in game two, with concussion protocol, and he might come back wearing a mask for games three and beyond, I mean, he's not going to be the MVP player or he's going to be lesser than the MVP that a lot of us thought he was in the regular season. And that's too bad because Philadelphia certainly could contend with Joel Embiid in there. But Tom, without Embiid and with James Harden, talk about being lesser. I mean, Harden can't blow past anybody. And we see this again. He's not finishing at the rim. Those floaters and those little flip shots that he used to get free for all the time. He's more closely guarded than ever. Because he can't separate. That, that, that James Harden apparently is gone. And so, no, if you that, that's the two best players on that team. I love Tyrese Maxey, but he's not ready to be Michael Jordan. You know, not yet anyway. So, no, the Sixers don't have the roster right now that we thought they had. You and I, we've, we've at least thrown ourselves that's out right. there and said, yes, we got this that's wrong. Right. Last night was exhibit A as to what we got wrong and why. I would love to disagree with anything or everything you said, and I can't. First of all, without Joel Embiid, they're sunk. They can't beat them. Second of all, as you're suggesting, it's not an automatic that if and when he comes back, he's going to be at 100%. And in terms of James Harden, I don't really want to go here. I don't want to go to the last days of Willie Mays as a Met. I know Uh, you don't. I don't want to do that. But I'm looking at James Harden. He can't. he's, He's slow. He can't get his shot. He can't get to the line, and he can't shoot. What am I leaving out here? James Harden last night, Mike, 16 points in 35 minutes. He gets 30 in 35 minutes for 10 years. There was a string where he got 30 or more, 32 straight games. This This is not the James Harden we remember. It's like that commercial where the guy says, I'm the real Chris Paul. He's a little fat guy. He's not the real Chris Paul. Mike, the Eastern Conference was much more competitive than the Western Conference. One, two, three, four were separated only by two games. So a one-four shouldn't be a walkover. 
If Embiid can't play, it's a walkover. It's a walkover. If Harden plays like this, it's a walkover. It is. It's too bad, Tone, but it's, it's hard to avoid exactly that conclusion. Out West, Luka Doncic put on a show. But the Mavericks still lost game one right here in the desert to the Suns by seven. Doncic finished with 45-12-8, often against Defensive Player of the Year runner-up Mikael Bridges. Mavericks coach Jason Kidd said, quote, I thought Luka played great. We just got to get someone to join the party. Close quote. Tone, do you think that's likely, given what you saw last night, to actually happen? Who's going to join the party exactly? Dirk Nowitzki, is he going to join the party? Because if you look at that game and you see Doncic score 45, 45 points, and they still lose by seven, and then you go up and down the bench, up and down the roster, and you say, who's going to bail this team out? This is a Doncic-centric team. I don't see anybody. You know that roster better than I do. But you look at Brunson. Brunson had 41 against Utah in one game, but then receded to win the 20s. And last night, what did he get, 13 or 14? Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's been there for about an hour, came over from Washington. He's not a scorer. Dorian Finney-Smith, I know you're familiar with his oeuvre. I am not. Look, they thought it was going to be Porzingis. Porzingis and Doncic. Everything circles around Doncic. I don't see somebody who can help on a regular basis. I, I sat here yesterday. I told you I thought it was a five-game series. I sit here today after this game. Things change, Mike. If Dallas wins game two, things change. But I sit here today, and I think it's a five-game series. Tony, it's going to change immediately. And you know how much I love the Suns? You know I'm rooting for the Suns. You know I think the Suns are going to win it all. The Suns aren't going to just roll over the Dallas Mavericks because they got a truly great player, a top five player in Doncic, and they got a great coach in yeah. Jason Kidd. They got 45. Who is evolving as a coach and is much better than he was back. Tony, Tony, you ask me who's going to join the party. Brunson and Dinwiddie are going to join the party. They were the party when they needed to be against Utah. I know the Suns are better than Utah, but they got to get used to that. Brunson is the greatest self-made player on the short list I have ever seen. A guy, a kid I watched in high school make himself a terrific NBA player who's going to get a bag yeah. this coming summer. He and Dinwiddie are going to join the party. Doncic has to give the ball up. He cannot score 45. He cannot score every bucket off the dribble. Finney Smith, they're going to be better in game two. They figured out some things at the end of game one, which the Suns were quick to, quick to realize. It's going to be a series. I don't know how many games it's going to take, but the Mavericks are going to be better, and Doncic is going to have help in game two. Book it, and remember I said it. Yeah, just let me know when you see Dinwiddie and Brunson in the party hats. You just let me know, and I'll turn All on right. the television. Greg All Norman right. talked to ESPN's Mark Schleyboy yesterday, and one of the things Norman said was that at one time 30% of the top 50 players in the world had committed to playing in the Saudi Golf League. Do the math, and that's 15 of the top 50. Norman said, I'm quoting here, the ones who wanted to get out because of the pressure of the PGA Tour gave back the money and got out, unquote. Well, one of 15 guys had agreed to play. Is Phil Mickelson taking more than his share of the heat? No, because those guys ran out because of Phil Mickelson. And this direct cause and effect. I'm not guessing here. I told you this from this set with that backdrop, because this is a golf community that I live in a chunk of the time. And I know what the conversation's been. For weeks, a couple of months, 
I mean, the stuff that's been reported officially and stuff that hasn't been reported. No, there were people who had given their word they were going to go to the Saudi Golf League. And when Phil Mickelson's comments were made public, not when he said it, because that was back months ago, when his comments were made public, and we talked about it on this show, guys bailed. And you think it was a PR nightmare for Phil Mickelson to the point where he had to publicly try and justify what he was doing? What, do you, what kind of PR nightmare do you think it was for guys with lesser stature than Phil? Lesser fame, lesser results on their golf resumes. No, it did all of this, much of it, if not most of it, or all of it, came about because of that. Yeah, I mean, if Phil Mickelson is not in trouble for what he did. He's in trouble for what he said. Did anybody else call the Saudis a bunch of bad names like Phil? Did anybody else say, I know they're terrible people, but I'm just doing this for leverage like Phil? Did anybody else attack the PGA Tour like Phil? Phil is the author of his own circumstance. You and I like Phil a lot, but he put himself in this stew. As for Norman, I don't really know how much I believe of Greg Norman. It has been reported that Kevin Na and Bubba Watson and Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter are going to go to the Saudi Golf League. If that's true, that leaves 11 others. You know, who are the 11 others? If Greg Norman wants to help his friend out, Phil Mickelson, who are the 11 others? There's one other thing with this, Mike, and I'll be very quick. The PGA Tour is showing a lot of muscle here and saying, if you don't play with us, you, if you play with someone else, you can never come back here. I got lawyer friends who say that's not legal and they want the other side of that argument. They wow. think this is that's just good. a bluff, that it won't stand up in court. Yeah. So we'll see down the road. We'll see. Yeah. Let's take a break. Yeah. But coming up, the Maple Leafs blow out the two-time champs in game one and we will ask Barry Melrose why. The Ning got blowed out. Blowed up. Yeah. Later. Is Mike D'Antoni about to be a head coach again? Tony, I don't have to believe Greg Norman. I got this conversation rages without Greg Norman where I live. Rages. Yeah. Greg Norman yeah, ain't no, the sole source here. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Stanley Cup playoffs began last night, which makes it a perfect time for a visit from our great friend Barry Melrose. 
Barry, as you well know, Wilbon and I are idiots when it comes to hockey. No. We both thought that Tampa Bay would take care of Toronto. Wilbon predicted Tampa Bay would win the Stanley I Cup. Did. How stupid Just are we? Dumb. Why, Just dumb. Why, in your opinion, did the Leafs dominate Tampa Bay like that? Well, let's start off with the, the main thing, and that is Toronto's got a great hockey club. Uh, people are still taking them for granted. Uh, people in Toronto, after they win one game, they're getting the parade ready. That's not going to happen. But last night, uh, Matthews got uh, two goals. Marner got one goal. He's really been in a slump in the regular season. So uh, their best players really showed up. And, and they got a heck of a hockey club. Uh, another thing is, for some reason, the Lightning didn't play, play with a lot of passion. They didn't play with a lot of energy. Uh, they were outworked pretty bad. And their special teams were bad. Uh, Toronto's special teams were much better, scored a shorthanded goal, scored a power play goal. So uh, everything that Tampa usually does outwork the opposition. Uh, special teams really, really good. That didn't happen. Now, saying that, uh, getting hammered like that's not the worst thing in the world for a team like uh, Tampa. It'll wake them up. Uh, kick in the butt sometimes is what they need. I expect them to be much better next game. But that's a game you can't get back. You're down one game now, and you gave the Toronto Maple Leafs a belief system that, man, we're a good team. We just beat the two-time Stanley Cup uh, winning uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, I expect, but I do expect Tampa to be uh, much, much better next game. Well, I suspect the solution for Edmonton is going to be a little bit more complex, Barry. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl both scored, but yet they lost for the seventh straight time in the playoffs. What is it going to take for Edmonton? What's missing for them? Well, last night it was very simple. Uh, goaltending was missing. Mike Smith uh, played for me in Tampa. Great uh, goaltender, great guy, real competitor. Uh, obviously, uh, he's a type of goaltender that loves to handle the puck. He wants to get that puck on his stick, uh, sort of like a you know a, a winger or something, make those long stretch passes, and, and he shoots the puck really well. But if you make a mistake when you're outside playing the puck, you can uh, end up in your net, and that's exactly what happened. He goes out, throws it in the middle of the rink. It's knocked down by Nano. Uh, four or five whacks at the puck later. The Edmonton Oilers are, are done, and, and uh, uh, the LA Kings got a big win on the road. So, uh, but Mike Smith will be better, but he's got be, to be better if this team uh, uh, will win because even with all the firepower the Edmonton Oilers have. And did, I, I know you guys didn't. But if you get a chance, clip off that goal that McDavid scored. He beat five guys up the ice. Unbelievable. Unbelievable goal. Great goal. So, uh, but if Tampa, if uh, Edmonton's losing those games when they're getting both the big guns scoring, that's bad news for the Edmonton Oilers. All right, of special interest to Tony and and me, uh, the Capitals. You know, the Capitals taking on the Panthers tonight. Panthers who finished the regular season with the most points in the league. But still, Barry, do you like? Washington's chances, and apparently we're told that Ovechkin, you know, will play in game one. Looks like he's ready to roll. What do you think of the Capitals' chances in this series? I, I, I like Capitals' chances. I, I, I like their team. I like the fact that no one's giving them a chance. I like the fact that uh, you're getting Ovechkin back, the, the elite goal scorer of our time. Uh, and they know what it takes to win. Uh, you, you, you've got uh, Florida does not know what it takes to win uh, and to go a long way in the playoffs. They've got a ton of talent. They're the most talented team in the NHL this year. They scored a ton of goals. They've got great, big physical defensemen. They've got great, big physical forwards. They've got everything you could possibly need. They've got great goaltending. But uh, they haven't done it yet. And until you d do it, like Edmonton or like uh, Washington Capitals have, you really don't know what it takes. You see so many teams uh, that have all the talent in the world 
and yet they get bogged down in the first round. Why? Because maybe they don't know what it takes to win. So uh, the Washington Capitals will be ready. They know that they can't fall down two games to nothing. Uh, they got to get uh, one of these two wins or two games uh, in their back pocket and keep the series going the way they want to. But uh, I believe in the Washington Capitals. I believe in Oshie. I believe in Ovechkin. I, I, I believe in uh, uh, Carlson. They got a lot of guys that know what it takes to win, and I really believe that's important this time of year. Yeah, they won just a couple of years ago. It was June, and people were out in the streets in Washington and watching on giant TVs. It was really, really fun to watch that. We'll get you out of here on this. Obviously, you don't have Florida in the finals. So down the road, weeks from now, who are the two teams that you have in the Stanley Cup final? Look, I've been picking Tampa Bay for all year. I I believe in their... uh, their system. I believe in their uh, players. I believe in the fact that they won two uh, Stanley Cups in a row. Uh, obviously, uh, another game like last night might have changed my mind, but I, I think Tampa Bay is still the team to beat uh, until someone does it. And uh, the Avalanche. The Avalanche is the most talented team in hockey. They've got everything you could possibly need. Uh, their, their skill levels out of this world. They're fast. They're big. They're nasty. Uh, they got a great system. They got great special teams. Uh, so the Avs will uh, will come out of the West with all that firepower that I just talked about. Thank you, Barry. Pleasure to have you. Thank Barry, you very much. It. Thank you, sir. My, my pleasure, guys. Anytime. Four games on ESPN and ESPN two tonight, starting at seven p.m. Eastern. It's a puck Let's take night. one last puck break. Night. It's still to come. Yep. Do fans see the it's Bengals a as a night. Super Bowl fluke? There's some ball nights, and there's some puck nights. Four games tonight, back-to-back nights, puck night. And will either the Celtics or Grizzles go down 0-2 tonight? It's also a ball night. Puck night, Do you remember? Night. Not a Do you remember when night, the Avalanche Tony. won? Patrick Y, I yeah. think, was a goalie, and he said, I can't yeah. hear you because I have Stanley Cup rings in my ears. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Happy time, people. Happy 32nd birthday, Brooks Kepka. The PGA Championship is coming up in two weeks at Southern Hills. Kepka has two PGA titles to go alongside his back-to-back U.S. Open wins in 2017 and 2018. Kepka's last major win was the PGA at Beth Page in 2019. His last PGA Tour win was at the Waste Management in February of 2021. Kepka's world ranking has fallen to 17, 
The most exciting things Kepka has done recently is to get in that pillow fight with Bryson DeChambeau and dye his hair blonde. <laughs> Kepka is part of a column of golfers who shoot up to number one and then recede. Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, they are terrific players who got too hot not to cool down. We will see how long Scotty Scheffler stays at number one. It goes to show how amazing Tiger Woods really was. Tony, doesn't Kepka and his sort of physique, his physicality, he's wearing a tight shirt sometimes, doesn't he remind you of a young Arnold Palmer physically? I mean, Palmer had that Actually, sort of affectation early in his life. I mean, Kepka to me, among other golfers, looks like a tight end prospect more than Arnold <laughs> Palmer to me. Happy anniversary, Milwaukee Bucks. On this day, 35 years ago, the Bucks won the third and deciding game of their five-game playoff series against Philadelphia. However, this game isn't remembered for the Bucks as much as it is remembered as the last NBA game ever for the great Julius Irving, who led the Sixers with 24 points. In 1976, the ABA merged with the NBA. Four ABA teams and the three-point shot were absorbed into the NBA. If you want to identify the driving force behind the merger, it was Dr. Julius Irving. The doc was Amen. playing for the Nets on Long Island, and his legend was so vast and his charisma so obvious, there was general agreement he was the most exciting basketball player in the world. Well, NBA fans couldn't see him, and they wanted to. The merger accomplished that. Tone, I covered a lot of that series for the Washington Post. I was in Philadelphia the game before that, when I think it was in overtime, and the Sixers lost, and our dear friend Charles Barkley was in that game. And Tony, going to Milwaukee, I just remember how sad I was and how sad everybody was to know that in Milwaukee, unlikely to win that game and continue in the playoffs, the doctor was done. I, I don't know that I Fun. cried. I mean, I was like 30 years old, but I was close to it if I didn't actually cry. Having trails to a home run for Andrew Kisner, Kansas City center fielder Michael A. Taylor made a tremendous catch yesterday, robbing Kisner of a home run. Taylor, who was a superior defensive center fielder previously for the Washington Nationals, that. planted his foot on the padding, leaped over the wall, brought the ball back in the bottom of the fifth, keeping the Cardinals at 1-0, the eventual score of the game. Mike Matheny, the Royals manager, said, quote, uh. that's one of the best catches I have ever seen. The things he does are not normal, unquote. Taylor won a gold glove last year and just made the catch of this year so far. Tony, we talked about great Outfielders, the other day, center fielders in Kansas City, Amos Otis. And I said Otis was as good as there was. And I got people pushed back on me a little bit and said, wait a minute, you're discounting Paul Blair. I, I might have forgotten about him only in the moment, but those are the great names of that generation. And Michael A. Taylor with that catch. I know he was your boy when he was in the Nationals uniform. That's he a wow. He just That's couldn't hit. He, he, he couldn't hit, okay. but he could field all the time. He's Ooh, a great man. fielder. Let's go to the big finish. Mike D'Antoni is among the candidates the Hornets will interview for their head coach opening. Good fit? Yes, yes. He's always a good fit. you got to bring Buddy Ryan with him. He needs a defensive coordinator. This isn't my opinion. This is Everybody knows this. Pitt receiver Jordan Addison is expected to enter the transfer portal like thousands of others. So is it a big deal? Okay, so Kenny Pickett is the only guy drafted at quarterback in the entire first round. He was his quarterback. So a good yeah. receiver is going to say, get me someplace where I know who the quarterback is. And I don't have to break in someone new. That's what the transfer portal does. Bengals corner Mike Hilton says people see last year's Bengals as a fluke. Do you agree? Yes. Why don't he look at his own locker room? They got no red shirts. They got no recruits coming there to pick. Well, I mean, seriously. And just, just, just I mean, dismisses his teammates. 
And yes, the Bengals have been in the Super Bowl before and lost, and then they were a fluke. Yeah, I got to see it. Prove it. The A's announced attendance of 2,400 last night. Your thoughts? Uh, They're averaging only about, I don't know, 8,400 fans. You can't have Moneyball if no one comes in with money to watch. Last one, two (laughs) NBA games tonight. Will the Celtics or Grizzlies go down 0-2? No, no. The Celtics and Grizzlies are going to win their home games. And the Bengals, come on. They had Boomer Esiason. They couldn't get back. They had Kenny Anderson. They couldn't get back. And this ain't the first time they've had a great quarterback. Stop it. It's a fluke until they prove otherwise. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Justin Lane of Binghamton, great job in the Big Sky Tournament. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, dynasty of 0-1. Wait. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcast. Tired of the hype. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.